Hello and welcome back to Say It Again, the Soda 2 podcast where we think back about the day, we say again the things that need to be heard, and we get ready for tomorrow. It is fall here in Wisconsin. The maple trees have lost almost all of their leaves, and the apple trees are starting to shed theirs, and the apples are tasting delicious. It is October the 29th, 2019, and this is episode 29. Mrs. Schmuck and I often work with uh, local universities, uh, UWL and Viterbo, to support the education of student teachers as they are learning to become teachers themselves. It's a It's a vital part of the educational system, and as more experienced teachers, it's something that we're both happy to participate in. It brings a lively and experimental air to our lessons and to our classroom, and I find in my own practice that it's great to have to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it to someone who is learning. It uh, it definitely keeps me on my toes and keeps me reflecting on my own practice. So today in science class, our student teacher, Miss Webb, who was there for her field experience too, uh, had a chance to begin her three-day lesson. We are on to the unit in physical science where we will explore atoms and molecules and basic compounds in chemistry and physics. And specifically today, her lesson started out with an introduction to water. Water is, of course, a simple molecule with a very complicated history, right? But in terms of chemistry, we would describe water as one oxygen molecule surrounded by two hydrogen molecules, one off to each side. And they go together at a little bit of an angle. They have a bend to them. And that bend is actually going to be very important in the next couple of days as we try to unravel a mystery. The mystery is the question, why do snowflakes form six-sided shapes? More on that to come. In class today, students had the opportunity to get their hands wet, uh, literally. Uh, Pairs of students worked with a cup of water and a pile of paper clips to try to answer the question, simple though it may seem, of how many paper clips would it take an almost full cup of water to overflow? One paper clip at a time, students got closer and closer and closer to the water spilling over the edge. And the surprise, of course, was not when the water spilled, but that the water refused to spill for a lot longer than most people had expected. This is an opportunity to discover surface tension, one of the physical properties of water. Uh, Some of the photographs and video shot during the lab experiment show in great detail how When built up slowly, 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 one paperclip at a time, the water level actually rises above 
the top of the cup and domes up almost the same thickness as the lid, or excuse me, as the rim of the cup. I think we measured it doming up a whole extra millimeter above the top of the cup instead of spilling over. I will include the photograph as the cover image of the podcast tonight because it was such a good discovery. Students, surprised and wondering, had a chance then to describe what they had noticed, compare what they noticed and described with what they had predicted at the beginning of the lesson, uh, a simple example of hypothesis testing and evaluation, right? the scientific method. And I know that, uh, having seen Ms. Webb's uh, lesson plans, I know that students will have an opportunity tomorrow in science class to build on what they learned, on what they discovered, and to advance to a more involved understanding of why water molecules behave the way that they do. Here's a poem for today by Robert Frost, a good one for a science class filled with water and a beautiful autumn evening. The poem is called Going for Water. The well was dry beside the door, and so we went with pail and can across the fields behind the house to seek the brook, if it still ran, not loath to have excuse to go because the autumn eve was fair, though chill because the fields were ours and by the brook our woods were there. We ran as if to meet the moon that slowly dawned behind the trees, the barren boughs without the leaves, without the birds, without the breeze. But once within the wood we paused, like gnomes that hid us from the moon, ready to run to a new hiding, with laughter when she found us soon. Each laid on other a staying hand to listen ere we dared to look, and in the hush we joined to make, we heard, we knew we heard, the brook. A note as from a single place, a slender tinkling fall that made, now drops that float upon the pool like pearls, and now a silver blade. Today, during block two, students had a chance to do some makeup work. We do have quarter grades coming up in about a week and a half. That will put us 25% of the way through the school year. One quarter gone. We'll never get it back. It's amazing how quickly it goes. Yes, indeed, middle school can happen to you, whether you're paying attention or not. And if you have some outstanding assignments that you haven't turned in yet, we want to give you outstanding grades for your work. Make sure to get it turned in this week. We'll have some more catch-up and relish time coming up. On Thursday this week, we'll be taking a field trip on a bus up to Winona, Minnesota. We'll be traveling to the Minnesota Marine Art Museum to see an exhibit about, surprise, surprise, 
water. It is a marine art museum, of course, and we've begun our water unit in physical science. What better way to celebrate than by looking at art that is all about water. I'd highly recommend checking out the Minnesota Marine Art Museum website if you'd like a preview of the art we're off to see. It is the museum that houses one of the pictures of Washington and his intrepid soldiers crossing the Delaware in the boat. Just a simple example of marine art. I hear they will also be featuring an entire, an entire gallery full of art, specifically paintings about dogs in water, which promise to be very serious or very silly, seriously. Something like that. Students also in Block 2 had a chance today to watch the beginning of a Steven Spielberg spectacular from the early 1980s called Young Sherlock Holmes. Nobody does late Victorian-era England quite like Steven Spielberg, and it was delightful to enjoy the artistry, the dated special effects, and the way in which some of the characters which are familiar to us now that were this far into our own production play out the story of Sherlock Holmes and a young Dr. Watson as they struggle to solve the mystery. We'll watch a little bit more of that tomorrow in part uh, of as part of our preparation for our play coming up on November the 8th. We're very excited. Students were off book today in rehearsal, which made for a few moments where people called, line please. But for the most part, our actors have worked extremely hard and been very successful developing their characters and memorizing their lines. It's a good sign that our show will come together beautifully. A busy day at Soda 2. And that's all I have for you. Make sure to get a good night's rest. We'll be busy again tomorrow and ask lots of questions. I look forward to seeing you in the morning. Since we're on the topic of autumn, I thought I would tell you, I heard earlier today from our friendly neighborhood scarecrow, turns out he fell down, it is fall of course, and ripped a hole in the knee of his overalls. It was terrible. I was so worried about him, but he said, no, 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 don't worry. I used a pumpkin patch to fix it right up.